while they're finishing up, I just want to introduce myself. In the first service, I didn't feel like I really needed to because I knew everybody, and I don't know hardly anybody in this service. So my name is Mary Moore, and I lead the intercessors ministry. And those behind me are the intercessors ministry. And so Aaron's been having the people who make up Church Triumphant, like the teens, to be aware of what the teens are doing, to be aware of the children's ministry, the connection group. And so today, it's to bring you guys an awareness of the prayer side of Church Triumphant, to make you aware of the people who pray for you and that there is prayer coverage. I don't believe... Everybody knows the prayer coverage that you guys have. And I, and I want to start off by saying, you start with the pastor, and he prays for all of you. And then you've got the leaders, and they pray for all of you. In every ministry, the leaders, the, uh, the home group leaders, they pray for you. And that in itself is awesome, that you are all covered. And then God has put the intercessors in place to pray for you. And so that in itself is awesome. And you might ask before I introduce them, what is the intercessors ministry? I'm glad you ask. <laughs> we pray for you. And this is what God gave me in the very beginning of ministry. I just really believe that we are the watchmen on the wall over Church Triumphant. We watch over you. We watch to see where the enemy's trying to get in. And we see the good things coming in, too, that we birth. And God says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Church Triumphant, and they shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord do not keep silent, and give him no rest, Till he establishes, until he makes church triumphant, a praise in the earth. And so that's who we are. And I would like everybody to introduce themselves so you will know who is praying for you. Nancy Carter. Sarah Woods. Latanya Webb. Tiffany McDaniel. Todd Jones. Svita Fitzik. Brian Weiskup. Shirley McGraw. Maureen Morris. Natasha Rapp. And Debbie Engelman is teaching in the DT classes. And that makes up the prayer ministry. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's a privilege for me to lead because these people love to pray. And they hear the Lord. And so that kind of makes my job a lot easier. Um, we meet every Tuesday. In the prayer room, we meet every Tuesday. And we get together and we pray for you. We ask God, what do you want us to pray? And he tells us what to pray. Last week, the Lord told us to pray for the attack on the families. And we spent the whole time praying for families, marriages, each of you. 
The week before, we prayed for people who were enslaved to something. A lot of Chad preached on that in Galatians. Sometimes on Tuesdays, we get to come in here when no one's in here, and we walk the pews and pray for you. And you might thought, well, you don't know me, but God does. We are sitting all over the place praying for that person who's going to be sitting there Sunday. Sometimes we'll weep and sometimes we'll laugh or sometimes we just know how God wants to bless them. And that's what we do. And so I just feel like that's such a privilege. I, I am so thankful that God has prayer set in place because I can remember Pastor Eric when we were in the other church. And one time he said that God would interrupt him sometimes when he was eating. Go pray. This person needs prayer. This person needs prayer. And so he would just go pray. And that was a continual thing. And one day he was eating. He goes, God, you're not telling me to go pray today. You know, you're just not being telling me. And God says, I have other people praying now. Is that not exciting? I just believe there is such a prayer coverage. And, and in me teaching today or sharing today, I want to stir you up to pray because God says everyone is to pray. He has set us in place, but he wants us all to pray. And, and I've really just been praying that God will just stir each and every person. I believe he wants to tell you today something. Maybe you've missed or, or didn't take notice of what God was saying because we are all used. We are all called to serve in the body, all of us. We just got to know where to serve. And so that in itself is the intercessors. And that's not all. On Sunday mornings, there are two people during the first service to praise for the service. And we're paired up in, in twos. And Nancy and Sarah and Brian, they were in the intercessors' ministry and called to do other things, but they stayed. They chose to stay because they still loved intercession. And so that's what we do on Sunday mornings. There's always two people in the prayer room praying for the service and praying for you. Is that not exciting? And then, let's see what else I got here. And there's other opportunities. Okay, Sunday morning prayer meeting. No, that's just not the intercessor's job. That's for you. And I just feel like it's an invitation. It's an open invitation in the bulletin at 8 o'clock every Sunday. It's open for each and every person. And I know some people can't come to pray, but sometimes I don't think you see that as the invitation it is to come. What do you want God to do in the service? You know, God is who he says he is. Do you come expecting? Do you want to be a part of that? I'm just blessed every time I go. And sometimes there's only a very few people. And God shows us in those prayer meetings what he wants to do. And we birth it. Sometimes he brings us. 
you guys to our remembrance and we pray for you. Or like Belinda had a word today that he's our defense and we wanted, you know, everybody to know he's our defense or somebody's struggling. And that's what that's for. And God's just saying it's open to the body. Yes, I get blessed and I'm an intercessor. And some of the intercessors come, but I just really believe God wants to open that up and say, what do you want me to do? I don't want to do stuff. You guys have held me back. I believe there's, God just wants to explode to who he is. And, in the, in the, you know, to move in the supernatural, to move in who he says he is. And so I pray that that stirs you up for that. And then there's another opportunity, Thursday, Tuesday. And that's for everyone, too. And it's also, I believe, an invitation. And it's a place of worship and prayer, but it's a place to come and get filled, to pray, to encourage. You can just get so much out of what God has made available in our church. And it's just not certain people. It's for everybody to take advantage. Like it's like coming to the table and feasting what God has set before us. Are we going to feast? Are we just going to nibble? Or are we going to take the crumbs from the table? So I just believe, you know, God has set all of this in motion in church triumphant. Some of you guys might be called to intercessors. So let that stir up in your heart. Maybe sometimes it's just going to be too hard to step out on what God wants you to step out on. But just remember what God wants you to step out in. He will equip you to do it. I just believe that. I just believe sometimes our priorities are kind of mixed up. And we say we can't. But God says we can. I just believe he wants to stir us up to go forth and to do things that we've not imagined that, that we could do. And I was, as I was preparing, you know, I can think of all you people that God wants to work through. Bonnie, I remember when the prophetic team was up here, and I had a word over you, and I said, God wants to move through you. All during this, the last couple weeks, you've been on my mind. And God is saying, I still want to work through you. And I believe he wants to stir you up. So I want to pray for you after the service. Don't leave until I pray for you. I just believe God's going to do some stirring to pull at him, to tell us what he wants us to do, to tell us what he wants to do. So I kind of want to tell a little bit of my testimony. And when I I share the couple things in the beginning, I want that to stir your hearts up and, and just say, God, what do you want me to hear through this? What do you want me to see through this? And I was a baby Christian going to the church next door uh, with Pastor Eric, and the thought came in my mind, boy, I sure would like to go to that 815 prayer meeting, but I can't pray. That was my thought. I was married to an unsaved husband. I had a child. I worked full time. Those are pretty big obstacles. I'm not a morning person. That was the biggest obstacle. <laughs> and, and yet that thought came in my mind. And I didn't know how to pray, and I thought, wow, here I am going to prayer meeting with all those leaders, and I don't know how to pray. 
some of that thought, and so I just let it slide. How many thoughts have you let slide? That God put it there, and we get, let it go. Well, the next thing he did, he gave me a dream. And to me, that was an invitation. And in that dream, it was really, really hard to get there at church. The car kept breaking down, but I made it. I made it. And when I got there, I had a white dress on, and I went to the front pew, and I went on my knees, and I prayed. And so I said yes to the Lord. And that invitation, and he never forces us to do any, anything. I had a decision to make. Was I going to accept that invitation? Or was I not? Was I going to think about, wow, I can't pray. God invites me. He knows what he's doing. And so I went, and I continued to go, and continued to go. And I was so surprised. That first Sunday I went. I looked around. I saw your dad. I saw Alice. Maybe a couple more people. That was it. That was it. I thought, no wonder. He went around inviting everybody in the church, and everybody said no, until we got to me, a baby Christian. <laughs> and I had a willing heart. But I just wondered how many others he asked before me that were robbed. And so I said yes, and I continued to go. And it was hard. But I was serious. I was growing in the Lord. I was doing what he was saying. If my husband decided to go, I would come to the prayer meeting, go back home and chill a coffee and get him, and come back to the church. That's how much I, I, I believed God, that he had invited me, and it was full term. But he said it would be hard. So that's why when people say, oh, I have this excuse, it's not good enough. Because I know I went through it. And so things were going wonderfully. I, was, I had obeyed those two things and continued to obey God. And growing really close, falling in love with Jesus. And then the enemy sat. She's getting too close. And he tried to stop me. He came in my marriage and tore her apart. Broke my heart. And I said, God, what's going on here? I was doing everything you told me to do. But before that, he gave me scripture. Before that, he gave me a dream that I was going to go through the fire and many changes were going to take place. He had prepared me to go through what I was going through. And the enemy wanted me to give up, not to trust my Lord. Just to, to quit everything that I was doing. And don't think the thought was not there. It was. Like, do I go on? But... This is what God said to me. So that I would not give up. And I had to put my name in there. And he says, Mary, fear not, for I have redeemed you. And I have called you by name, and you are mine. That sold me right there. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. 
When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. That's what he gave me. That's what I grabbed hold of. And I made it through. It took a while, but I made it through. Leaning on him and growing closer to him. And many changes took place. And then, you know what he said? In his word, don't remember the former things. Let it go. I have a new thing for you. So just remember that what you go through, if you look at God, you will get through it. And he's got a new thing for you. And what came out of that was the birthing of the intercessor's ministry. The first time it was birthed in church triumphant. And so sometimes I I just feel like some people get stuck when that comes, that you don't go through and cross that bridge. There's a bridge to cross from the past to the future. And and I've heard it three times this year. And and God is, is, you know, drawing me closer. And he says, Mary, you cross that bridge, but you can't take all this other stuff with you. And when that happens, you know that God is moving you forth and in a closer place. And he's getting rid of some things that he wants you to let go of. But for, for you that are stuck and, and you're just right there, not moving on because of something back here, God wants you to let go of that today. He wants you to move, move forward, to remember what he called you to do. And you might be doing good, and then you get stuck. But you've got to remember what God says and what he wants to do in you. I just, I just get so excited that God's doing so much in here. And it's a, new things, new things, and that's great. And in those new things, I know he's doing new things in you. Because he's doing new things in me. And we go corporately, season to season. And so that's what... I just wanted to share with you today that God wants you to cross the bridge. Some of you guys might think, well, I don't have that gifting you do. I can't do this. I can't do that. But God says you have not because you ask not. And I can remember when I lived in the apartment after all this happened and Nancy and Sarah would come to my house and we'd have pizza and prayer meetings. That was our fun times. Prayer meetings, who would have thought? But we prayed, and then one day Sarah says, you got, if you guys laid hands on me, God said that I would receive the gift of intercession, that you could impart that to me. And we did, and she got the gift of intercession, and she still has the gift of intercession. You just don't have to be an intercessor to have the gift of intercession, because I know the leaders in here have that gifting and other things. So anyway... I just feel like today that God wants to stir things up in you. He wants to do things through you. And there is much, much prayer coverage for you. So I would like... Did I get everything? I did say the last one. Uh-huh. Does anybody want to say anything before? Huh? Oh, I did forget the Ross County prayer meeting. 
Thank you. On Thursdays, my vision for the Ross County prayer meetings, I had just had this vision that I wanted to pray with other churches. I wanted to pray with other intercessors from other churches. So Shirley and I, on Thursdays, go to Father Terry's church, and there's four churches that meet there to pray for Ross County. We pray for everything. We pray for the schools. We pray for the, uh, the leaders. We pray for the pastors. We pray for the churches. And so if you are a Ross County, you are all affected by that also. When we go in there on Thursdays, we, um, we ask the Lord for his assignment. Sometimes he says, just says, I want you to pray for this street or road for everybody that's not saved for salvation. That could be your family member. But my vision is bigger. And so I'm just expecting God to move in that realm in, in greater ways for the churches to get together and to pray together, to get to know one another, to pray in unity. And then after that, I come back to the church. And I, thanks for mentioning this, but on Thursdays, I come to the church. I come back to the church, and I pray for you. And I come, and I, I pick that day because no one is here, and I have free reign. And I'm just walking the pews. I'm going through each and every pew because God knows who's going to be sitting there Sunday. And I go through these pews, and I pray. I pray for the service. I pray for the praise and worship. I pray for the ministries that's involved. And God just told me to do that because he loves you guys so much. I mean, the love that God puts in all of the stuff, all the prayer ministry for us, that he would call me to walk the pews and pray for each of you. He knows what's going on in your lives. He knows what's going on in your lives today, Tuesdays, that he would have some, someone come out beside your pastor and home group leader to pray for you, to pray for your families, to pray for sickness, to pray for salvation of your unsaved loved ones. That's what I do. And I love it. I love it. I feel privileged that I get to do this. And on those Thursdays, I come up here, and I stand here. And last Thursday, I did the whole message, and I made it through. No one was looking at me. <laughs> but I, I just really just have noticed that I stand up here, and I'm looking. It's just like God's loving you guys through me, and I become so overwhelmed as I kind of just go like that, just believing that you guys are here, sitting there, and just begin to pray for you. God's heart is so touched, and his love for you is so strong. It's just that, that my love is just like my heart is going pity-pat for you guys because of all his love that keeps pouring out. I'm thinking, God, do they feel it? Do they feel the prayer coverage that they have? Just not only the intercessors, but Sunday morning, the pastor, the, the leaders, and me. And I'm thinking, you all know who you're praying for. So this is a blessed church, and God just wants to keep moving and keep doing through you. And so I feel blessed 
So I just want God to stir you guys up into what he wants to work through you and what he wants to do. So I, I want, um, is that it? So I want the intercessors to come up here. And who's playing? Is anybody playing? Okay. I want the intercessors to come up here. And I want you to use this opportunity to have them pray for you because they're praying for you every week. And so if you, if you feel like you're stuck or you don't know where God wants to take you, and come up and let them pray for you. Because I just really believe God, want, God has something for each and every one of you. He has a place for each and every one of you. All you have to do is let God stir that up in you and not let the enemy stop you to go forth and don't say, well, I can't do anything. Well, you can. I mean, me and Nancy's probably the quietest people, as I said earlier. Here I am up here, and, and, and Beth Moore always says she gets so untied when she has to speak, Beth Moore. All those insecurities start working, and you have to imagine the worst thing that can happen to you. So I went through that all last night. I thought, okay, what's the worst thing can happen to me? I'll just fall over and I'll forget everything. So I already worked that out. And eventually, I will get to say something and do something and let God take care of the rest of it. But we have to, we have to let God challenge us. There is a challenge. Sometimes I just feel that challenge and God is saying, Mary, you can get up here and share your heart. You can do this. You can do that. What if God asked you in the supermarket to go minister to someone you didn't know? Would you walk away from that person? Or would you let God challenge you? So come and what God has made available today, come and have them to pray for you.